When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One, two, three. I made a detour out of the game when I was hustling crack. Made a couple of dollars, made a little bit of change, never looked back. You can find me at the shooting range, practicing, busting gaps. Want a vocal booth in this disnudio, busting raps. With some gold on my body, off my body, off Carlos Rossi, I'm sloppy, I treat my luxury scraper. Ladies and like gentlemen, welcome to Tailgate on the Quad. Uh, this one's a little late. Usually I try to release them Tuesday morning, but I was not going to do a drunk podcast after the game. Uh, I was not going to do a hungover podcast Tuesday afternoon, and Mike canceled on me three times, and then I canceled on him. But better news, we finally found our co-host. No more episodes of me just lecturing. We have my good friend, Kiernan, who we've known each other. I was thinking about this earlier. We've known each other for about a decade. Holy Oh my god, we have. You can swear on this, it's fine. Okay, thank god. <laughs> Kieran, it's my podcast, you think I'm just not gonna swear? No, that's very fair, that's very fair. Yeah, no, because I was thinking about it, because it's 2021, we were freshmen the fall of 2010. Were we really? Oh my god. Yeah. Jesus, is life going by too fast? This is not even about going to be about college football, this podcast is just going to be about us reminiscing. Yeah, just uh, we're, it's just going to be us about talking about how old we are. I felt that way during the game because I was like, all these people are younger than me, and they're and more all successful. going to make millions upon millions of dollars in the next four years. Yeah. It's going to be ridiculous. It's just wild. But, Kieran, why don't you tell the people about yourself? Like, what, why are you into college football? Where would you go to school? Stuff like that. All right, so um, I'm into college football because I – when I was touring, when I was touring and everything, I needed like big public, you know, football schools, and I I decided on Penn State, and I have loved every minute of my time there, and I'm a huge Penn State fan, so there's going to be a ton of bias, and uh, and I just I I love watching young kids put it all out on the line for every single dollar that they're going to make once they hit it big. It's so much fun. Can, can we rephrase that concern you just talked about Penn State? Can we not talk about your love for young kids? Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, come that's, on. That's that so low. That's, like, that, that's the lowest <laughs> the lowest place you could possibly go. Yeah, but I mean, you teed it up for me. What did you expect? I, no, I, I, yeah, that's fair. That was my own mistake. Exactly. But no, so Brock Heron, because I've known him for a decade now, and also I wanted, I didn't want another Alabama fan on here. I didn't want this to be an Alabama podcast. I didn't want another SEC person on here because I didn't want to yell at them about how much better Alabama is than their shit show of a program. Look at you, Auburn. But, and I figured Big Ten, you know, I would then, we'd be looking for Big Ten topics, and then we'd go, well, we're talking about these two conferences. Let's just talk about the rest of the Power Five and then some group of five stories tossed in uh it's not going to change the scheduling that i have in mind for this it's going to be a couple more episodes once a week take a break or after the combine maybe do one just talk about guys in college and where we think they should go and then if that's really going to be the week a week or two before next season 
Uh, we're going to have to work out Kiernan's schedule and when he can come on, but hoping to do two a week by then. But for now, you, you only have to deal with me once a week now. Don't worry. <laughs> and Kiernan will take up half the airtime, too. So hey. let's get into it, though. Did you watch the entire game? Yes. How hard were you rooting against Ohio State? The entire time. Even before even before the game started, I was like, I, I, I cannot cannot watch Ohio State win. And I and, and for, for 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 reference, I don't want to see Bama win another national title. That I I cannot stress that enough. But I could not in my good conscience watch Ohio State win. I, I never get people who can do that who they hate one team that's out of their conference so much that they will root for a rival. God, I no. saw for example, in college, I saw a Dallas Cowboys fan with a Tony Romo Mavericks jersey on, with a Dallas Cowboys jersey on under it, root for the Eagles in Super Bowl 52. No. So, I'm glad that you were rooting for Alabama, but so if Clemson had beaten Ohio State, you would have been rooting for Clemson? It, yeah, probably. I, I mean, at that point, for... Clemson, Alabama, I don't think it would really matter because it's one of those things like, oh, yeah, they've won it, you know, every year. You know, it's Alabama, then it's Clemson, then it's Alabama, then it's Clemson. So grand scheme of things, eh, it didn't matter, but I'm like glad, almost glad Alabama won, if that makes sense. No, it's that's understandable. Um, did you have any takeaways from the game? Any thoughts kind of on whether it be what happened on the field, certain players who stood out to you, certain players you thought sucked? Um, so I'd have to say, I have to say this, because this is the one key thing I, I noticed. Despite the scoreline, which which was rough for Ohio State, I don't think they played that bad on defense. I mean, yes, there were, you know, a few blown coverages. Yes, there was a, a few, you know, Missed opportunities, missed tackles, blah, 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 blah. But on a whole, I don't think they played that bad. I think it was just the simple fact that Najee Harris and Devontae Smith just overpowered like overpowered everybody. And it was – their skill level was or, – or just the fact that they were open all the time. Well, Devontae Smith was open in the end zone like 90% of the time, like – you know, just that mere fact that he he is who he is, you know, kind of not turn the tables. It just it just that's why the score was the score. <laughs> yeah, the I, I thought it was a beautifully called game on offense for Alabama with the, all the movement they had Smitty going through. Uh, guys couldn't keep up with him. And there was one Sean Wade, who I'm so happy he got torched all game. I hated that. He, they're like, oh, who, who, do you, who are you going to cover this game? You know who I want. Yeah, you're going to get smoked then, dude. Also, yeah. Jalen Waddle got his licks in, too, and he's coming off a fractured ankle. That guy yeah. should just quit football. But I, the only one that – he was jogging across the field at one point while Smitty was on one of these motions, and he just got burned easily. But the only play that I was like, oh, geez, that's bad, was the – they had Smitty on like kind of a seam crossing route type thing, and they had tough Borland covering him. Yeah, that was blown coverage. That was supposed to be zone, I think. And tough boy was like, "Oh, we are screwed." And he just <laughs> he tried his best to make a play, but I, you know, I, I, I don't, you know, I, I get it. Those kids are those kids are still learning. You know, that they, they're they're still looking at things. They're like, ah, oh, you know, this is where I think I need to be. You know, I'm I'm just gonna make the play, try and make the play, and then and then get horribly torched <laughs> when it goes wrong. Yeah, it was. They also tried to play conservative, and that didn't work. Like, they had four linebackers and four linemen to stop the run and just kind of let Devontae Smith do whatever he wanted. It, that was an interesting choice. One of my friends actually tweeted, bold move not to cover the Heisman winner. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Uh, Ohio State, I, I have been on the fire Pete train all year. I made a shirt about it. I hate Pete Golding. For those who don't know, Alabama's defensive coordinator. Uh, I didn't tweet it once during the game, but I feel like Ohio State fans probably should have been tweeting fire whoever their defensive coordinator is. 
Yeah, I, I, I actually have no idea who it is. Oh, yeah. this is gold. This is hysterical. I completely forgot. It's okay. It's Carrie K- Coombs. Uh, Google still has it being Greg Schiano. I'm like, I don't think that's true. Yeah. He, he but left. com has Carrie Coombs hired last January. So unless they've already fired him. <laughs> no, he's still there. You don't know about it. He's still there, defense coordinator and secondary coach. He's making $1.4 million to give up 52 points to Alabama. Yikes. I also noticed, is no, people like Notre Dame didn't deserve to be in the uh, college football playoffs. They should have had Texas A&M. Did Ohio State deserve to be in? I know they made it to the natty, but they lost worse. So, yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's kind of the question. So, I think, okay, let's, let's go back one game. I think, I was not expecting Ohio State to beat Clemson, at, just out of the gate. I, I, thought, I thought Clemson was going to run over Ohio State. They had, uh, they didn't, they had a bunch of uh, positive COVID tests before the game or whatever. You know, they had some, some star play, they had some players out or whatever, and, you know, Trevor Lawrence was being Trevor Lawrence and being good, you know, despite what you might think of him. You know, he is a good QB. And when I watched it, I was like, uh, what's happening? Why, why, why is Ohio State doing what they're doing? And, you know, I was like, okay, maybe they, maybe they really do deserve to be in the, uh, in the national championship. But I would say that Clemson would have at least kept it a little closer. <laughs> yeah, I also think Trey Sermon going off did not help Clemson's chances in that game. And I am so mad that he got hurt because back in 2009, Colt McCoy went out of the national championship game. So Texas fans always now are like, Alabama would have lost if Colt stayed in. If Colt was healthy, Alabama would have lost and Texas would have had another ring. Ohio State fans are going to do the same thing with Trey Sermon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's always going to come back to, oh, what could have been. It's like, well, it didn't. So, and, get over I mean, it. Master T got a pretty good game still, though. He did. 4.3 yards per carry, a touchdown. Yeah, like, he he had a good game. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't a game that, the, the scoreline doesn't represent how good the game was, or how, how, you know, it, yes, it was a slaughter by Alabama, but then again, like, how, how many touchdowns did Devontae Smith score? Four? Three at uh, least. Three. Three. All like, in the first half. Right. All in the first half. Imagine what he could have done if he was in the whole game. I'm so mad. I would have loved to see him put up a like a 17 reception, 300-yard, five-touchdown game. That would have been oh, incredible. I, and, and, and here's the thing. We, we're sitting here, and, sitting here now, what, three or four days after, after the – the final, and we're just like, yeah, that absolutely could have happened. <laughs> Which is crazy to think. Right, right. But yeah, this game was really good. The only time I was really nervous during the game was, leading up to I was a little nervous about, because, you know, I saw on Twitter all this stuff. I had to make a Ohio State hype video. I had to watch highlights from that 2014 game. That wasn't fun. So I And I saw someone on Twitter about 2014. That's going to be the same thing, blah, blah, blah. If Justin Fields is out. Alabama lost to a backup Ohio State court, and I it was having none of it, but I wasn't happy. And then, once the game started, that kind of subsided. Alabama got a stop. They were up 14-7. Could have gone up 21-7, and I, I wouldn't have been nervous the rest of the way. Either Mac Jones doesn't read the blitz properly, Miller Forrestal or Alex Leatherwood kind of fuck up on their blocking assignments, and Mac Jones fumbles it. Ohio State is at the, like, the Alabama 20 or 30 and scores immediately. I was like, oh, God, please, please don't let this happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then after that, though, they kind of calmed down. And Thank God. I would have been miserable. I don't think anyone would have heard from me all week. <laughs> this, it would have been bad. This, I would have been out of whiskey. This podcast would never have existed. <laughs> yeah, Maybe. maybe. Simply ignoring ignoring the fact that, that Ohio State might have won the championship right there. Just, it would have happened, just, I would have done no more episodes, only after 
next season started that I felt comfortable and in a good enough mental state to talk about college football. <laughs> yeah. Uh, would have been bad. Also, I have a question for you. Mm. You are relatively unbiased about it. You, you've you seen Kyle Tobin probably. You've probably heard how good he is. What are your thoughts on Patrick Sertan? Sorry, what was it? What are your what? thoughts on Patrick Sertan, Alabama's quarterback? Cornerback? I I think he's fine. Like I think he's good. He's good enough. Like like what do you mean? What are my what are my thoughts? Like I mean, I hate. A, oh, I think he's bad. I tweeted during the game. Pat Sertan is going to get some GM fired for wasting a first round pick on him. Oh, okay, that's where we're going with this. Okay, he's so, projected as like the best cornerback in the draft, one of the best defensive players in the country. He might have gotten that award. I'm not sure. I don't remember off the top of my head. There are too many Alabama awards this year to remember. But he, <laughs> oh yeah, we're, we're he, his ever. coverage skills are okay. So quarterbacks didn't really throw to him that much. But when you throw to him, I realize there are one of two outcomes: either he's getting called for pass interference, or he's getting mossed. That's the only two things that are happening. And yes, he's generally on the best wide receiver in the other team. What do you think is going to happen at the NFL level? These are all the best wide receivers on their teams. So, okay, so, well, for the NFL, it's a little bit different because I think the skill level of the the number one receiver is much greater than the, like, the, you know, number two and number three guys. So I think if, if you know, maybe if, despite him maybe drafted early or whatever, you know, some... Some coach will stick him on maybe the third or fourth guy, you know, bring him in only when necessary just to kind of maybe build up his confidence a little or, or you know, uh, have a little bit more experience at the higher levels. I think that would be a good approach uh, to deal with, you know, him getting mossed, quote unquote. So, I mean, I, I have no idea how tall is he. Like, you know, let's start with that. <laughs> He's not short. He's a great that stellar statistics right off of that. He's not short. Um he's six two. Oh fuck he's tall. Like I'm six foot. Like he's tall. Yeah, than he's I am. six two. How is he's... he getting mod? Hold on, hold on. This begs a whole new question. How is he getting mods? That might be recently biased. It didn't ha- I knew he gave up catches, but in the Florida game he got hundred percent mossed and it was painful to watch. It's like, why is this man considered the best cornerback in the country? I don't get it. And I'm not saying people agreed with me on Twitter, but I didn't get a lot of pushback on that. No one was like, you're an idiot, Kevin. What are you talking about? He's so good. Some people liked the tweet, and that, that was it. We moved on, mm-hmm. which leads me to believe people aren't as sold on Patrick Sertan as everyone wants to be. I mean, if if you if it if it's the pushback that you want, or if it uh, if you're not getting the pushback you want, then I guess I guess what you're saying has some truth to it. You know, clearly, clearly the people uh, who follow you or whatever believe that, but the people up at ESPN, those dullards don't. <laughs> they should hire me because I'll there say you go. Like perfect. perfect Alabama solution. Hawaiian shirt and all. Right <laughs> Patrick Dad sucks with a glass of whiskey in my hand. You've heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Patrick Zertan sucks and will get mossed every reception or every time he's thrown to in the NFL. By the way, I'm not saying I could do better. I hate people that are like that. <laughs> now, the pick he dropped in the end zone during the national championship game, I think I could have caught that. But I might not have been in the right position or anything because I am not a D1 oh, yeah, athlete. You know, you're, much more of a, you're much more of a linebacker. Yeah, all five foot seven of me, dude. I'm much more of like a curler. <laughs> let's be honest here but no it's i just don't think he's that good and i don't see it and it it doesn't annoy me when people act like he's the second coming of Darrell revis but it kind of does yeah i mean like you have to be like a special type of talent to get you know compared to Darrell revis and if not everybody thinks so then mm, not everyone's making that comparison but that no one has directly said, like, oh, this guy's going to be like Darrell Reeves, but everyone's like, this guy's the best corner in college football, and he's going to be a very good NFL player. I mean, he's fine, but I'm not going to say he's, like, holier than thou, if that, you know. I think he's going to play in the NFL for a while, but I think he's going to be a nickel corner. Yeah, just, you know, it, it, it's one of those It's one of those things he's going to be like, yeah, he's getting paid a few million dollars, but he's not, 
you know, he's not wor- worth it. <laughs> maybe that, that maybe might not. be. We'll see. He was also the number one corner on two of the worst Alabama defenses I've seen in the Nick Saban era. That should really tell you a lot about it. Also, it's partially to blame because of Pete Golding. Do you have any hot Penn State takes or anything? Like like my Sertan take? I'm curious. We just talked about Alabama too much. Um, uh, how about this? Will Levis will not be the next Sean Clifford. So he's going to be decent? Yes. Well, oh. okay, so here's the thing with that. <laughs> Yeah, got, so this weekend. This was the classic bait and trap, and I've fallen for it. Um so, so Sean Clifford is not a bad QB. It was the fucking play calling that was QB draw every other play, and then sometimes two in a row. And it's like you can't win with it like, yeah, use it as part of your offense, sure. Make it a play, make it a staple, that's fine. But don't just keep fucking running it. <laughs> at what at some point they're just not even gonna play the pass anymore and they're just gonna stop stack the box and just say, Well, guess where he's going this time? <gasps> Up the middle. That that also brings on like why why did he call audibles? Did they not let their quarterbacks audible out of plays? Like, I that's a stupid yeah. play. Guys, we're running slants here. Yeah. It's something Anything. everyone knows. It's not some complicated play. It's easy to audible to. Right. I, I, I was appalled, appalled at the play calling th- this past year. I mean, you know, fine. If you want to be a run-heavy offense, that's fine. If you want to be a pass-heavy offense, that's fine. If you want to be mostly run and throw in a few, you know, quick little trickery plays for passes, fine. Again, fine. But don't run the same play. It won't work. Yeah, I mean, that was kind of annoying. Like, when Lane Kiffin was our offense coordinator, we would just pass the ball way too much. We are like, run the ball. And he refused to sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those things. It's just like, you know, if, if, if something doesn't work, the definition of insanity is is trying something again and again and expecting the diff, a different results. And clearly, our offensive coordinator was insane. Clearly, I mean, yeah, true. Uh, that that sounds painful. Uh, so, well, as we kind of expand past just Alabama, Ohio State, do you have any last thoughts on the game? Or, um, last thoughts was, goddamn that. Alabama offense is insanely good. I mean, they 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 had everything working for them, everything. And it, it you know whether that be to poor defense on the on the uh, excuse me Ohio State side, or whether that was just sheer talent beating you know scrubs. You know, if it was like playing a JV team, whatever it was, the Alabama offense is almost unstoppable. That actually brings up another question or another point. Where do you rank this Alabama team in terms of all-time teams? Because I have my ranking. So, so I actually don't know your ranking. So I'm gonna, you know, the 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 consensus this season was that you know this is the best Alabama team, you know, offensive team of all time, and blah 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 blah. Mm, okay, sure. They have put up some pretty big numbers, and yeah, sure, that they've won all their games and blah, 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 blah. But we're still kind of, you know, this is still kind of the COVID year, right? There's still a little bit of an asterisk beside their their trophy win. And that's not to degrade Alabama, far from it. But, you know, know, they had to deal with, uh, you know, Ohio State only had what six games. You know they were they meant they're meant to play eight. They only got six in or whatever it was, and you know so they they're playing less games. You know a bunch of uh, a bunch of players tested positive throughout the year. You know if you, you you might get injured or things like this, and the whole season was almost on hold for the whole year. So despite the fact that they played incredibly well, you know. They're playing against depleted, depleted sides. So, 
and even if the, the the other side wasn't depleted, you're still having to deal with like last minute preparations because of COVID, last minute tests, last minute this, that, and the other thing. So it's all hectic and, you know, honestly, you know, you'd be stupid. You would have been stupid not to bet on Alabama this year to win it all anyway, you know, given the fact that they're normally very good and that they are this year, you know, ha- had the, the COVID, you know, everything with COVID and all. Uh, people d- weren't sold on Alabama this year. They weren't sure how Mac Jones would do. Uh, he's the number two Heisman vote getter in my heart. They gave it to Trevor Lawrence as a career achievement award, but that's stupid. Um, my take is this is the best college football team we have ever seen for the entire history of college football. But you're not going to chalk you're not going to chalk that up to to COVID year, or no? No, not at all. They went through the same things. They were missing their coach for a game. They, oh, sorry that they were prepared and had good restrictions in place, unlike Ohio State, who had games canceled because of their inability to contain the spread of COVID. Like, it... Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. Well, and I understand you can just get it. It's not it, it's not a disease that like you can perfectly plan for. However, the number of guys that they had out for a certain while, like, that there has to have been something going on. Their their controls were failing, and they should have addressed it earlier in the year, and they didn't. They were gift wrap a cultural playoff appearance by the Big Ten, giving them the benefit of the doubt every time. By the cultural committee, giving them a benefit of the doubt every time. Uh, Alabama, the consensus after last year was LSU was one of, if not the best college football team we've ever seen. Alabama had a better year offensively. They scored more points per game, were more efficient, put up more yards. Yeah, the defense wasn't that great. However, they still were blowing teams out left and right. They weren't getting into shootouts except the Ole Miss game. LSU last year, they barely beat Alabama. And yes, it was in Tuscaloosa, but you had a hobbled two of that game. Like, it's not, every team gets one game that they... If they win and it's not, it's kind of close, that's fine. But this is the best team in college football playoff or in college football history. In history? Yes. Or Alabama history? No, college football history. All right. I mean, I, you know, we can't, it's, it's tough to debate that point because we can't see into the future, but like, you know, so like, I don't know. It's just change next year. Some other team can come out, put up. 50 points a game and hold their opponents to three points a game. They're the best team in college football history. But right now, this is the Alabama, Alabama 2020 best team. I'm I'm still, I have to chalk it up to COVID. Like I have to, like even, even, you know, when they played, uh, you know, LSU and Old Miss, like, yeah, they won. But, you know, those teams, you know, those teams can hold Alabama to points, right? They, you know, they do it. Well, maybe not. Okay, maybe not Old Miss. We'll, we'll scratch that and pretend I said something intelligent. But, um, but you know, teams can hold Alabama to relatively close, cl- close score lines. But you know, being de- and yes, that Alabama you know had its own COVID issues and things like that. But you have to realize that you know Alabama's third and fourth string guys are all still four and five star recruits while LSUs and Mississippis and Ole Miss and blah, blah, blah are all two and three star recruits or one star recruits or whatever. Except their starting quarterback this year was a three star recruit. Alabama. Yeah. Mac Jones was not a four or five star. Well, okay. He, he, he clearly is. I mean, well, I mean, now he is, you know, during recruitment. I mean, like I'm not talking about draft position. Also, you say these teams can hold them to points. Do you know their lowest scoring output this year? 
Who's Alabama's? Yeah. No. What is it? Thirty-one against uh, Notre Dame. No, I meant, I meant, I meant like, bef- not including this season. Oh well, I'm just talking about this year specifically. Hey, okay, whatever. Well, I mean, what? I do think Alabama's the greatest program in college football history as well. Well, yeah, they keep fucking winning. Jesus. Yeah, which I I have a message also for someone. I I made a meme and posted about this dude who said he went on. He was waxing poetic, talking about how LSU when they win, they're so happy. They are Greece. They are art. Sometimes it goes down. Other times they're great. Dude, T Bob. His name's T Bob Hebert or on Twitter, T Bob fifty three, buddy. He was comparing Alabama to Siberia and the Soviet Union. Yeah, you know what the difference is there? First off, Alabama fans, we're all happy. We are all thrilled right now with this game. With this 18th national title, T-Bob. What is else you have? Three, four? Um, Also, on top of that, he's like, oh, there's the Soviet Union, there's Siberia. No, we're not, dude. We're the United States of America because we're not fucking going anywhere, bud. Get used to this. It the train keeps rolling. <laughs> oh man, I, I y- like. <laughs> Here's the thing: if you're within the SEC, you can't talk smack to Alabama or Alabama fans because they have so much to hold over your head. Whereas you know, I can talk shit outside of it. You know, as a fan of the Big Ten and Penn State, like, and just go. Uh, yeah, that's a shitty conference, or yeah, well, it's just Alabama, or blah, 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 blah. But, like, you know, it when you're in the conference and you're being beaten by 31-plus points, like, shut up. Like, you, you have no credibility. It's infuriating, and I hate it. Um, That actually brings me to another point that I was thinking of the other day. And I don't mean program. Like, obviously, your most hated program is going to be Ohio State. Mm-hmm. What's your most hated team? Like, you pick one year, this team, whenever you think about it, you hate them. Oh, that's a good question. Um, when I, whenever I think about it, I hate them. Man, I you know, I've never really thought about it, but just off the top of my head, I've had to say Texas A&M. I just and don't... Like, which year? Like, it's one particular year, like... Mine, for example, the 2014 Ohio State team. I hate Urban Meyer. I hate Cardell Jones. I hate JT Barrett. I hate Ezekiel Elliott. I love when I see Zeke suck in an NFL game. I'm like, ha, idiot. I He's acting like an idiot after the national championship when he's got his stupid crop top. Yeah, bullshit. yeah, yeah. He's eating cereal while putting up a stat line of 15 attempts for 25 yards and <laughs> one touchdown. Like, it, shut yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, he's like... Pathetic score lines and things like that. Like, um, oh man. Okay, so all right. If it was a very specific year, then I'd have to say the um. So, so the Texas A and M thing is just general dislike. Uh, I'd have to say that the um. Oh, well, then it has to be inside my own conference. And I have to say, like, uh, Michigan in 2017 with when they had Chase Winovich and uh, and he just he blew up our, our offense. And I I hate this. I was like looking at it. I go, he is so fucking good. Like, I hate I hate how good he is. You know, fuck him and fuck everything he has to stand for. And. I have to and say that. And then your favorite NFL team drafted him. Yeah, I know, right? The the irony. The fucking and now, irony. allegedly, like, by yeah, favorite. But... Yeah, it, it's weird. But, so yours is strictly just play-based. Like, you just yeah. hate them because they, like, they blew up your offensive line. They were really good. My hatred strictly comes, well, also, like, they beat us. But also, there's not a single person on that team that I want to see succeed. I hope Urban Meyer has to quit in two years because of a quote-unquote heart issue, a.k.a. <laughs> his team starts to suck, he fakes a heart attack, and then retires. He did the same thing at Florida, guys. This is a pattern here. Conspiracy theory number one. Like, uh, I just... 
I, I just can't stand him. I, I, I hated I hated Urban Meyer purely because he was so good. Like, you know, he, he was the he was the Nick Saban of, of the Big Ten. Like, you know he, yeah, he it, won he won everything and it was so annoying to deal with. He also doesn't hold his players accountable whatsoever. Yeah, that is true. The he amount does. of once when he faked his first heart attack to leave Florida, he uh he said like there were allegations coming out about the team. The NCAA was looking into them. They had sucked the year before, and he was just he was done. He was like, "All right, yeah, I I want out of this contract, so I'm just gonna retire." When spent a year or two at ESPN, and then went to Ohio State. Yeah. Then same thing, Ohio State. His coach allegedly did, or his assistant coach allegedly did horrible things. Urban and his wife had Title IX violations written all over them. He's like, oh, like health and spending time with family, I'm going to retire. And that was, what, two years ago? Yeah, it was two years ago. Yeah, it was two years ago, yeah. Now he's about to sign a contract to go to Jacksonville. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, they're finalizing the deal today. I'm behind. That's fine. This is a college football podcast. You don't have to know about (laughs) it. Uh, Finally, before... I've already ranted enough about Alabama and stuff. What what are your way-too-early college football playoff picks? Because mine, obviously, like, I have Alabama at one. Right. I have, I don't even know after who I would have at two. Because I think Clemson and Ohio State are going to have down years, but I still, I still think Clemson's probably going to be two. I think the ACC is still a year away from truly competing. Oh, at least. Um... Three, Oklahoma's always a safe bet. Yeah, I would fair. go Oklahoma at three, probably. I think they're going to come back to form a bit. Spencer Rattler's going to be better next year. And four, tech, give me Texas A&M. Hmm, interesting. Uh, I'm interesting. curious how they're going to do without Kellen Mond, but I think uh, Jimbo's been there for a couple years now. He probably has his next quarterback ready to go. Uh, Oklahoma losing Rambo to Miami is going to suck, but I still think... It's Oklahoma. They'll always have good receivers. And A&M, I mean, there's a precedent. Uh, if, even if you don't win your division and play for your conference championship, if that one loss is to the conference champion or something, they'll put you in. Right. Yeah. Even if it's not the conference champion, 20, uh, 2018, Alabama loses to Auburn. Auburn goes to the SEC championship, loses to Georgia. Georgia and Alabama get in. And then Alabama wins on second and 26. And that's maybe one of the happiest moments of my life. <laughs> All right, so for my way too early, uh, obviously it's going to be Alabama. Um, I, I'd i have to say, yeah, Clemson probably at number two. Well, maybe put them at three. Put them at three, and, and uh, Georgia at two. Georgia is one of those teams that... While they disappoint year after year, <laughs> just at the end of the season, they're still good. So I'm just going to say Georgia, knowing that it's going to blow up in my face in about seven months' time. So I'm going to say I'm going to say uh, Alabama, Georgia, and I will go three with Clemson. And I like I do I have to say I do like the, the Oklahoma picket pick uh, in the top four, I'm going to put them at four. Do you have any critiques of mine? I have one big critique of yours. Georgia, right? Not them getting in. With JT Daniels, a quarterback, Georgia played much better last year down the stretch. Uh, Barely beating Cincinnati is kind of questionable, but I do think that JT Daniels will be a good quarterback for them. I think they're going to win a lot of games. My issue would be seeding because I don't think we're ever going to see two teams from the same conference. At one and oh, two, yeah, unless every other conference winner has two losses. Fair enough. Okay, so let's let let me let me let me change that. That is a good point, and I I kind of jumped the gun on it, not thinking about that. I'd ha- then I guess go just do it. Uh, just flip Georgia and, and Clemson because I mean it. It's probably going to be Clemson anyway, so you know. Fair. But that I wasn't trying to. Talk shit about your picks. That was just the one thing I noticed about it. No, it is fair. I, I didn't think of, I didn't think about it when I said it. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, Georgia, go, get in there. <laughs> it's not a bad pick. I mean, and you said it's going to blow up in your face in seven months. Uh, on the corner booth, we had Cruz Oxenrider on big on Alabama Twitter. He picked Texas A and M to come in second in the SEC West. 
No. And everyone was like, you're an idiot. That's a horrible pick. Lo and behold, they came in second in the SEC West <laughs> and almost made the college football playoffs. So you never know. Yeah, no, I mean, for, for, all, for all we know, you know, Cincinnati is going to make a surprise appearance at number four next year. Like, they played, I don't know if you watched their games, but they were fun. They were fun to watch. I was like, Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. I, you know, at the start of the season, they went like 3-0, and and I was like, oh, okay, you know, they're pretty good for their conference. And then I was like, they're still winning, and they're still winning, like, well. And I'm like, can, can they get, can they possibly sneak in? <laughs> you know, it was like one of those, can, can something horrible happen to the other, the rest of the field where Cincinnati just slides into number four? I don't, I don't think they're going to come close next year to being in the uh, college roll playoff just because, like, better than this year, because I feel like this was the year to do it. Right. This was kind of a weird year. There, you try new things out, and you say, like, hey, let's put a group of five team and see what they can do. Yeah. And they didn't, so I don't think we're going to see it for a while, but... Uh, it, was, it was optimism. It's optimism, Kevin. That, okay. <laughs> I think there's also some optimism on our side. Obviously, we think highly of Alabama next year. Uh, I think Bryce Young is going to light it up and play phenomenally. Uh, they have some big losses to the draft, but I think Alabama always knows how to reload. How far do you think Ohio State's going to fall? Do you think they're going to be knocking at the door, or here's here's the problem with Ohio State is that they're they're never bad enough to count out. So, just you know, despite what may happen between now and the beginning of the season, like I still think Ohio State is really good. You know, they'll always be good, um, or at least hopefully they will be, because otherwise this comment is just going to again blow up in my face but but i i think it's going to be one of those situations where you know they'll start they might start off slow but they'll 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 pick it up when they need to you know they'll, they'll have a close game against like say michigan or maybe a, a a purdue to start the start the year and everyone's like oh you know to t- hit the panic button hit the panic button and then you know they'll they'll smooth out all their all their issues um later in the season so i i'd say maybe uh, a six, five or six or seven, somewhere, somewhere in the middle of the top ten, and and then they'll like sneak in at you know they'll sneak in maybe at the very end or something like that. Yeah, I mean, their ESPN has them at five right now, and they're way too early rankings. Right. I feel like with Ohio State, it's always one bad loss. Yeah, like they get beat up by a bad Iowa team or Purdue yep. or something. That mm-hmm. keeps them out, and they're not winning their other games by two by a big enough margin to uh, have the committee overlook them. Yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised if they fall further than that. If we're being honest, because I I, I believe that a coach has four years. You can you have to hire a coach with the idea we're going to give them four years to see what we look like at year four, so they can get their recruits in, their coaching staff in place, stuff like that. I don't know how good, how well Ryan Day can recruit yet, honestly, because a lot of the big players were transfers or guys Urban recruited. But I mean, they're losing Justin Fields, Chris Olave, Trey Sermon, Thire Munford, Josh Myers, Wyatt Davis, Pete Warner, Tuff Borland, and Sean Wade to the draft. Those are some big losses, some big time contributors from this year. I don't know if either Ryan Day has recruited guys to replace the right guys to replace him yet, or if the guys he has recruited are ready yet. Yeah, no, that, I mean, that, that's, a, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. I will say, though, I mean, 
Ryan Day is Urban's, or was, uh, you know, not anymore, uh, Urban's protege. Like, you know, it, it was, he was with him at Florida, I'm pretty sure. And, you know, he was with him then again at, at Ohio State. And, you know, um, I think, I think that Ryan Day will be able to put it together. You know, he might have a bad year next year. That's fair, right? You know, he, he still, he still might be working on his recruitment or whatever, but I I think that despite whatever happens next year, you know, Herb, uh, excuse me, Ryan Day is the guy for Ohio State. Like, he, I mean, he's Urban Meyer, just younger. Oh yeah, I'm not. I don't think they're going to drop out of top twenty-five. I don't think they might. They could be a top ten team easily. I'm just saying. I think they'll maybe be a little further from maybe the college football playoff than we expect. And yeah, I mean. Ryan Day, he's still within that four-year window I gave. Unless he goes like, oh, and whatever, then yeah, fire him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're not going to. They're still going to be competing at the worst. Worst case scenario for Ohio State, really. They're going to be competing for the Big Ten Championship. Yes, yeah, absolutely. They're going to be a bowl team. It's There's no question about that. It's just how far from the playoffs will they be. Right, right. And the, the real question is what what's going on with uh, Michigan and uh, John Harbaugh, or excuse me, Jim Harbaugh. I don't get why they gave him a contract extension. I, I, I was like, okay, surely he's had enough time. It's clearly not working. Bring in somebody new. Yeah, and <clears throat> Michigan is always a good team, but I, I think Harbaugh's expectations were a little too high. They've always been a good team. They've never really been, at least for the last very long time, a powerhouse school. Right. So I think his expectations are a little high, so I think that's part of why they gave him the contract. Like, we understand expectations are too high. We're not going to punish you for not meeting them. However, he's so far from meeting expectations. Not even expectations. Like, the bare minimum should have been you're at least going to beat Penn State and Ohio State once, at least once every year, and you're going to be making or at least almost making the Big Ten Championship, maybe knocking into our cultural playoffs. He's done none of that. Exactly. Exactly. I'm like, like, you can forget, you can almost forgive, you know, James Franklin of Penn State to say, like, he got really close, dropped off, brought it back. But Jim hasn't even been close. You know, it's like we like Penn State at least has won a Big Ten championship. You know, you know, and we lose to Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship. Like, that's where we kind of are right now. This season was a disaster. I'm not talking that up to anything. It was awful. You know, nothing went right for us. But, generally speaking, you know, Penn State is, is, is a decent, you know, a very good team, can definitely give Ohio State a scare, you know, despite them beating us a bunch of times. <laughs> Still mad about it. But, Michigan isn't even... You know, they're just not there. Like, nothing is working. They have the players. They they have good players. It's just, for some reason or another, Jim Harper can't get it done. He can't get it done. Yeah, it it's bad. Um, I think also, well, I, or no, I said Penn State season had a little optimism. I mean, what, they start 0-5? Yeah, it was a disaster. They finished 4-5. They did. They're... They knew they were at the very least bowl eligible because everyone was this year. They knew they weren't <laughs> yeah, yeah. college role players. They knew they weren't really getting any awards. They still went out and competed in one of the last four games. Now, to my knowledge, I don't think it was against great competition, but it's so easy, especially this year, for a team to go, we're, we're just packing the bag. We don't care. Yeah. Yeah. But he at least kept them motivated enough to win those last four games. Yeah. Probably saved his job doing that. I think he had, no, no, no. I, I think, I think that he had, he he has a few years left or he actually just signed a contract either last year or the year before. And I mean, it was a seven, I think seven year contract. So, I mean, he's good, but like, I do, I do know what you mean. I do know what you mean. Um, You know, it it was, it was certainly a scare, but I don't know if, I don't know if you've been paying attention, but he has brought in like two or three transfers from uh, other schools that are like, beefing up our uh our offense and i'm like shit when did this happen <laughs> you know i can't i can't tell you the names off the top of my head i'd have to go look but uh but i you know i would see it like scrolling through like twitter and instagram and go oh shit i didn't even know that was 
that that was an option, you know. Yeah, it, the the transfer portal has helped a lot of teams out. It helped bring Miami back to relevance. Yes, yeah, they've been doing really well. Uh, Dorit King and now Chris Rambo. I think Dorit King's coming back next year too. Which nope. Miami could give Clemson a scare. Actually, yeah, that would be fucking awesome if my if bring back the bring back the U baby. Let's go. I I don't want that to happen just because I don't want to deal with Jared, um, the host of the Corner Booth podcast, and him bragging about it to me over text. But <laughs> no, actually, I do want it to happen because I want Alabama to be one and Miami to be four, and Alabama to run them off the field. But oh wait, that's gonna happen on September fourth because <laughs> that's the season opener. Do-do-do. Oh, it's going to be great. Well, I, uh, that's really it. I mean, there's, we kind of ran through topics. It's going to an hour. I think this is about our longest episode, or my, the longest episode yet. Now it's our longest episode yet. Aw. Because Kiernan's here to stay. Uh, do you have any closing remarks? Yes. Um, Ohio State sucks. I hate them very much, and I hope Alabama never wins another national championship. Yikes. Well, Alabama's going to keep winning. We're not fucking leaving. And I do have one closing marks. I'm going to get on my soap opera. real soap, Not soap opera, my soap box real quick. I'm not Stephen A. Smith making a surprise appearance on General Hospital. Please, no. Still the greatest moment in soap opera history. But if you haven't bought an Alabama National Championship shirt yet, I would recommend instead of going to Dick's or Fanatics or Academy Sports or something like that, Go to these smaller stores in the in Tuscaloosa. I mean, BamaStuff.com, I worked there for four years. They're hurting with the limited attendance this year. That will really help them out. I'm sure State College has a lot of places like that, too. They're locally owned stores that need help. And, yeah, they'll, you'll get the same shirt. They carry Nike products still. That They need the money more than Nike does. Nike already got their money from selling the shirts to them. Go buy, go buy local. It'll help them out. It'll mean the world to them. Seriously, would. And that's really it. Uh, thanks for stopping by. Have a good night. I have no idea when I'm going to drop this. Have a good night, morning, day, afternoon, whatever. See you guys. Love you. Bye. I've been getting dirty money, Jordan Belfer. Stacking penny stocks while I'm flipping these birds. Sipping on Ciroc, trip them up with the words. I just popped the molly and I think it's see my third. Jordan Belford, Jordan Belford, I've been getting dirty money, Jordan Belford, stacking penny stocks while I'm flipping these birds, Jordan Belford, Burberry shirt, LV loafers on my sofa. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.